Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here. You're in the right place at the right time. If you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this beautiful princess wellness community growing and becoming the best versions of themselves. Be sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials. Everything is linked down below. And let's jump in to the beginning segments of the episode. So if you're new, I always like to set the mood for every single episode. And I also like to do a high and a low. And very new, I'm going to be shouting one of the beautiful listeners out every single week. If you listen to me on Spotify, I will leave a question or a poll under every episode. And some of you girls have already started answering them. And I thought that it would be such a great way to just kind of shout everyone out. Unfortunately, if you listen to me on Apple, there is no like Apple version of this. However, I'm thinking longer term, if more girls start leaving reviews, I can definitely start shouting girls out that leave reviews. All right, so first let's set the mood. It is currently 9.14 a.m. on a Sunday morning and I had the most fabulous morning. I woke up um, very naturally. I tried to really fix my sleeping schedule, my sleeping patterns, and that sometimes means waking up a little bit later. And I think it's really important. For the first time in my life, I've been really prioritizing going to bed on time and sleeping enough because I can wake up as early as I want, but If I'm not giving my body the rest it needs, I'll find that I'm really reliant on caffeine or, you know, not the healthiest food or other things that will energize me. So I find that sleeping has made a huge impact on how I feel. So yes, I slept in a tiny bit. I woke up around, I think, 5.30 or 5.50 naturally in the morning, and then I had journaled a little bit. I did a walk and then I did some Pilates. I just had breakfast and along with my little bagel protein omelet situation, I also had these divine strawberries that were fresh from our garden and they tasted like candy. I swear I couldn't stop eating those strawberries. They were so good. And now I'm here talking to the podcast and ready to make this day really productive. I definitely have to get lots done today because it's Sunday and I want to make sure that everything is ready for the week. A high and a low. So a high for me is starting school. It is very exciting. It was the first week our university started and I was just having a blast meeting lots of new people and, you know, just getting academically challenged. Of course, I was overwhelmed. Um, I always cry the first week of school. I think I just am trying to get so much done, like so much put in my planner and it can get really overwhelming. So if you're a little bit anxious about, you know, the new school year and whatnot, that's kind of normal. But that was this week's high. And I guess the second high is even though that I've had a very hectic week with the first week of school and whatnot, I wasn't very anxious. Like I was like, upset because I felt very overwhelmed, but the anxiety that I normally feel like coiling around in my stomach 
is not there. And I've actually not really truly been anxious for a couple of weeks. I, and I'll do a completely separate episode on this, but I went to a holistic doctor and they tested my blood, they tested everything. And one of the things that I wanted to fix along with hormonal imbalances that I'm dealing with is anxiety. I have had chronic anxiety for the past couple of years and therapy never really helped me. And I'm not a big fan of using you know, psychiatric drugs, because I feel like that's a little too much. Um, That's just my personal opinion. And so I wanted a holistic way to approach it. And so I went to this doctor and he gave me some supplements. They're natural supplements, but they're supplements. And it has helped me so much. I've been really calm, even considering the fact that it has been chaos and it has been overwhelming, like the first week always is. So it's really nice not to constantly feel like I'm having a panic attack because that's how I've been feeling for the past few years. So I'm super happy and I'll definitely be making an episode on my experience with going to a holistic doctor. And then my low is the heat. Currently, Minnesota is so hot. Like when I'm filming this, by the end of like the time I'm filming this, it's going to be in the 90 degree Fahrenheit range. That's about 32 degrees Celsius. So it's very hot. And then later this week, it's going to be like 70 degrees or 21 degrees Celsius. So like, obviously that's a big jump. I do not like the fact that our weather keeps going up and down, but whatever, you can't really do anything about it. So I just, on these warmer days, I try to get in as much activity and movement I can outside in the morning because I definitely won't be going out of the house after around 11 or 12. And finally, the shout out. So again, this is new. If you listen to me on Spotify, I leave a question or a poll in every episode, which you can answer. And today's shout out is from episode 68. Episode 68 was last week and it was becoming the highest version of yourself. And I posed the question, who do you want to be in five years? Caroline responded, in five years, I want to have my own apartment and live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Thanks to this awesome episode. It really motivated and inspired me. Thank you. Caroline, that is so sweet. And honestly, when you guys share some sweet DMs or some sweet messages within the Spotify or the reviews, it makes me feel so good. Lately, I've been dealing with a lot of burnout. When it comes to social media, you might have noticed that I haven't been posting as much because I feel like... I'm kind of feeling stagnant. I feel like we're not growing. I'm not impacting. I'm just talking into a like a void and I don't like that. But knowing that I'm inspiring everyone and I'm inspiring you, Caroline, and maybe other girls, like it really keeps me going. So thank you so much for those kind words. And I bet that in five years, you will have your own apartment and live a super healthy, balanced lifestyle. All right. Now that we have all of those little three segments in the way, let's chat about beliefs that are ruining your relationship with food. Okay, so I think most girls struggle with their relationship with food. You may think you have a healthy relationship with food until you realize that most of the beliefs and rules you kind of have secretly laying around are undermining your body's natural cues and ultimately hurting your intuitive eating and mindful eating journey. So diet culture is everywhere and it's really hard to listen to your own body and intuitively eat with all of these beliefs running in the background. And by the way, this entire podcast is focused on intuitive eating and not diets or tracking calories or macros or whatever. I will definitely make an updated intuitive eating episode soon, but 
Overall, if you don't really know what intuitive eating or mindful eating is, so intuitive eating is rejecting the diet mentality and trusting your body when it comes to when, what, and how much you eat. And then mindful eating is actually chewing the food and enjoying the food and not constantly being distracted when you eat. And I think pairing mindful eating with intuitive eating can really just help anyone's relationship with food. And it's a journey that I'm currently on. And I always say it's a journey because as someone who did have a restrictive eating disorder in the past, I understand what it's like to have a really screwed up relationship with food. Like it was like bad, right? It was either I was restricting everything and I can't have anything that I want or I was binge eating and I couldn't stop myself from the things that I restricted. So I've had a horrible relationship with food. I have had panic attacks surrounding food to the point where people thought I was having an allergic reaction. And it's hard to explain to people the power that food has had over my life for a couple of years. It is really, when you have a bad relationship with food, it's all you think about. It takes over so much of your mind in your life. You can't live a normal life. And at the end of the day, it's not that you don't want a healthy relationship with food. While I was in, eat- in an eating disorder and also through recovery, I didn't have a great relationship with food. I was so jealous of my younger sister, for example, because she had a normal relationship with food, right? Like she ate when she was hungry. She stopped when she was full. Like I was jealous of those people because I would give anything up to have a healthy relationship with food. A healthy relationship with food is priceless. It allows for flexibility and balance and it makes you have a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. But again, if you believe the little things that I mentioned, even just a little bit, it will be nearly impossible for you to intuitively eat. If you have these beliefs or rules in the background, it will override your physical sensations of hunger, fullness, what you want, because at the end of the day, your body knows best. And understand that if you have these beliefs, it's normal. And actually, most people have these beliefs around food. But if you learn that these beliefs aren't really true, you're better able to set yourself up for success as you are working yourself into intuitive eating and mindful eating. And again, I will make an episode probably even next week. Yes, I'll make next week's episode focus solely on how to intuitively eat. So I guess this will be a part one and then next week will be a part two. But I think it's really important for you to understand that beliefs and rules coming into intuitive eating will not work. You need to let these beliefs and rules go before you even attempt to intuitively eat, which is why this episode will be first. All right. Belief number one, you must eat between or at a certain time. Now, I bet that you've seen all of these reels or posts talking about intermittent fasting or not eating after 8 p.m. because somehow magically you will gain all of this weight. Let's talk about this. First, your body is not a machine and you should not expect it to be a machine. You may be really hungry early in the morning one day and not really hungry till later in the morning the next. Some weeks, especially for us girls, hormones and our cycle can impact hunger. Forcing yourself to eat at the same time, every single day, all the time, is not helpful for your body that knows best. I also understand that there are times where you have an opportunity to eat only like once in the morning or once for lunch because maybe like me, you're busy, you have classes, and you only have a small window of time to eat. You might not be hungry, but you might end up having to eat during that time anyway, and that's normal. But generally, if you're at home, 
listen to your body when it comes to meals and meal times. Sometimes you're going to have to eat earlier and sometimes you have to eat later and that is totally normal. Also, not to mention life can get in the way and always opting out of fun brunch plans or dinner plans because maybe it's too late or too early. It's not healthy for your social life. I remember when I was pretty deep in the eating disorder and still now I can struggle with being flexible when it comes to when I eat because sometimes like I feel like I have to eat at a certain time. It's really strange and I'm constantly working through this, but that's not necessarily true. You can eat a little bit earlier, you can eat a little bit later, and nothing will happen. And eating with friends is fun. So always ignoring or just like letting them down and saying I can't just because you're scared of the meal time or even what will be presented to you at the meal, that is not going to help your social life. And that's not a true healthy lifestyle if you're avoiding your social life. Also, intermittent fasting or skipping breakfast is not a magic pill for weight loss. You are literally not eating an entire meal in the morning. So yeah, like that would result in losing weight. But for me, intermittent fasting never really worked. And honestly, for some women, it could be pretty detrimental. If you don't have a healthy relationship with food, I don't really recommend for you to intermittent fast because I tend to find that if I don't eat anything in the morning, I tend to overeat later in the day or at night to compensate. So intermittent fasting never worked for me. It doesn't work for a lot of people who don't have the healthiest relationships with food. And of course, if you want to intuitively eat, intermittent fasting cannot be part of that because if your body's hungry in the morning, you need to be eating in the morning. You can't just like wait the hunger out until later in the day because that's not intuitive eating. Also, eating after 8 p.m. or eating after 7 p.m. or eating after 9 p.m., whatever magic time you have in your head, it's not going to make you fat. Okay, well, I would advise generally not to eat too late before bed since you may struggle with digestion. Eating something later in the evening will not affect you any differently than if you ate it earlier. Now, I understand there's a big difference between eating a healthy like yogurt with some granola or eating a bunch of chips and, you know, chocolates and sweets. So, A lot of times eating late into the night means mindless eating in front of the TV with snacks that probably aren't the healthiest. So whatever you eat, please be mindful and practicing balance is important, but you also don't want to be mindlessly eating kind of junk food every single night. If you want junk food, let's say you really want those chips, put it in a bowl, sit down at the table and enjoy them mindfully. There's difference between eating a whole bag in front of the TV and eating a portion mindfully and actually enjoying what you're eating. But overall, eating after a certain time won't make you magically gain weight. You just need to be mindful and make sure that like you are hungry during that time. Make sure that whatever you are craving, you also pair it with, you know, a protein or a fat. Like if you're craving dark chocolate, pair that with some almonds. If you're craving, you know, something like ice cream, make sure it has some nuts in it. Like it's all about pairing and balancing. And while sometimes it's impossible, sometimes you literally just want a cookie. Like you don't want anything with the cookie. You just want a cookie. That's fine. But overall, try to, again, be mindful. But again, eating times will not make you magically gain weight. Literally, you gain weight by caloric surplus and you lose weight by caloric deficit. And while I don't agree with tracking calories, like at the end of the day, It doesn't matter if you eat, you know, 
200 calories at night versus 200 calories at 12, it doesn't really impact your body any differently. Belief number two, diets and controlling food work. So I find that the more you try to control food or restrict, the more likely you are to fail. So there's been thousands of studies proving that diets do not work in trying to micromanage your food, whether that is through restriction or like crazy diets like keto, paleo, Whole30, all of those. Like even like just think about Whole30. It's like a diet for 30 days. Like if you lose weight during that 30 days, you're probably going to gain it back when you're done. It doesn't make any sense. And with a lot of diets, you just end up gaining the weight after you get off the diet. And just think about it. Like long-term, there will always be birthdays and events and weddings and vacations. You need to be able to have a healthy relationship with food to be able to fully enjoy all of that, food included, but also not constantly yo-yo your weight and your body image and all of that. And a healthy relationship with food can help with that. But again, that does not mean dieting. That does not mean micromanaging and controlling your food and weighing every single gram out and like restriction. Because at the end of the day, after you're sick and tired of that restriction, you're probably going to regain the weight back or even gain more weight. So the more you control your food, the less likely you are to actually have control over food. Because Food is controlling you. You are not controlling food. And you will constantly think about it and you will constantly be destroying your relationship with food rather than building it up. Belief number three, I have to cut certain foods out of my diet. So unless you have like a medical allergy, like a doctor took your blood and he said, you literally cannot eat this. You will be sick. You're very allergic. And I know some of you in the back of your mind have used allergies as a way to lie So you don't feel pressured in eating certain things because I used to say, oh, I'm allergic to gluten. No, I wasn't. I just didn't want to eat bread and I didn't want people to ask me why I wasn't eating bread. So I would lie and say I'm allergic to gluten so then I could avoid the bread. But at the end of the day, I was just scared of the bread. Just think about that. I know most of you are doing that. Like a lot of girls actually lie about food allergies or guys too, when they want to avoid a certain food without being questioned. So I want you to understand, no food is bad. No food should be cut out of your diet. The more you cut and restrict, the more you want it. This is known as the forbidden fruit effect. So when it comes to a healthy diet, variety is key, which means do not restrict, especially not your favorite foods, especially not foods as important as carbohydrates or healthy fats. I know certain people cut out like, you know, carbs or, you know, bread or all these sweets or their favorite food. And that often leads to binges or not healthy relationship with food because when they get access to that food, they aren't able to stop themselves because they were restricted in the past. And if you find yourself always needing a cheat day or saving your treats or calories for the evening, you often feel out of control and overdo it. And then you don't feel good. Like when you overeat, when you eat too much of a certain thing, you don't feel good. You feel really sluggish and heavy. And that's 
not a good feeling. And it's something that it's a feeling that I know very well how it feels like. So when you stop restricting, when you stop cutting certain foods or your favorite foods out of your diet, you're better able to include those and not have those foods on a pedestal. They're just a normal part of your diet. Normalize your favorite foods, mindfully eat them when you crave it. And when you mindfully eat them, you're more likely to feel your feel your hunger and fullness cues. And just in case you have not gotten the memo, carbs won't make you fat. Eating a treat or pastry for breakfast once in a while did not mean you need to blow the whole day. Refined sugar will not kill you. If you can't pronounce an ingredient, but you still eat it, you're not going to die. Again, everything in moderation. I think people really go to extremes when it comes to food. And it's so much healthier to have everything in moderation. And this goes into belief number four. Food is not good or bad. I swear, the amount of times an almond mom explained how bad they were for eating a pizza or pasta or chocolate or a cookie or one of the other thousand foods diet culture tries to make us scared of, I would be rich. I would not be going to college right now. Food does not have morality. It has nutrient density. Some food is more nutrient-dense than others, such as a salad, and other food is simply for enjoyment, such as a cookie or chocolate. Even though if we're really stretching it, technically a cookie has carbs, which can actually give you energy. But okay, for the net nutrient density, a salad has more. If you stop thinking of food as good or bad, you are less likely to guilt yourself for eating certain food. If you're not feeling guilty after eating a certain food, not only are you able to mindfully enjoy it, you're able to slowly savor it. You don't feel bad about it. You, that doesn't trigger any kind of binge eating tendencies. You're chill, you know? And I find that when you're eating something and you're so tense because you think it's bad, number one, you're ruining your digestion. Number two, you're way more likely to overeat. And number three, you just don't enjoy the food. I'd much rather eat a chocolate cake fully enjoying it rather than eat it quickly, shove it in my mouth, feel bad about it, and then be stressed and then start eating more even though I'm not hungry. So I think really reframe your mind when you're eating something that's considered bad that it's okay in moderation. And a less nutrient-dense food once in a while as a treat or it's something to enjoy is not bad. And finally, belief number five, you will never have a healthy relationship with food. This is fake. And as someone who, again, had a really, really, really bad relationship with food, again, eating disorder, overeating, undereating, lots of restriction, caloric counting, other kinds of dieting. um, I've done it all pretty much. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I've done it all. Just like every relationship, A healthy relationship with food takes work. It is not going to be one day. You might be able to go eat a fear food like a donut when you crave it. You beat that fear food, but then next time you eat the donut, you're having a panic attack about it, right? That's normal. Getting a good relationship with food is not linear. It is constantly evolving. It is constantly going to be up and down, but eventually you will get there. And it's a journey. I'm still working on my relationship with food, especially around certain foods that I used to restrict heavily. Because inside of me, I remember that restriction, right? So you can have a healthy relationship with food, I promise. A healthy relationship with food is a gift and it will allow you to intuitively eat 
mindfully eat, find balance within your life. Not undereat, not overeat. Your body knows best because your body is literally programmed to understand what it needs, how much it needs, and when it needs it. And again, most people's relationship with food is a bit screwed up thanks to diet culture, but we can all work through it and take steps to not only destroying these bad beliefs, but really listening, honoring, and respecting our bodies. Work on mindfully eating. Try not to listen or read or do work or watch a YouTube video or do Netflix while you're eating. I find that really mindfully eating, really understanding and appreciating the food in front of you allows you to understand how important a healthy relationship with food is and for you to see that food is your friend. It is not your enemy. Food is medicine. Food is joy. Food is culture. Food is bringing people together. Food is energy and strength and happiness. Food should not be something that's on your mind 24-7. Food should not be a chore. Food should not be a curse because as someone who's had a terrible relationship with food, Food was a curse for me for a very long time. I never appreciated it. I hated it. So trust me, if I'm able to heal my relationship with food and it's still healing, it's still a work in progress, you can too. I hope that this episode really helped you to kind of jumpstart figuring out some beliefs that maybe are hindering you from fully intuitively and mindfully eating. Again, next week, we will do a full intuitive eating episode that's more in depth, but I wanted to get these beliefs out there so you already are aware of these beliefs. So when you go into intuitive eating and really honoring your body when it comes to food, you already have these beliefs out the door and they don't impact you anymore. As always, Instagram DMs are open, so if you have episode suggestions, questions, or need to vent, I am here for you. The Spotify question box is also open, so if you want a shout-out, definitely answer that. Be sure to give this podcast a rating and a review, and I bet you will have the most fantastic week, my love, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye! Bye-bye!